from the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry products of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 277-250-420 or plus 233-249-39-3361 Email us refismila at gmail.com Visit our website icgcislegon.com Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. No more struggle, no more challenges, no more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, After today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said, You will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. You can't succeed at the other side if you cannot engage in the spiritual warfare, if you cannot engage in the supernatural. Ladies and gentlemen, before you move or you take any step, please make sure you have prayed. That is your weapon. When I was a Muslim, we would pray five times. We get up early, we put our yasin. Are you understanding what I'm saying? We program the atmosphere and the environment before we step out. Because we know when you are going to fail, you know you are going to fail. You have already done. When they give birth to you, they will go to the imam and find out from the imam what it is. You cast the calories and they will tell you. They will tell them about what their children are being. So every true Muslim know the child, what is going to be. And they begin to direct you and guide you into it. You, you are going to give birth. Even by the time your wife was pregnant, have you asked God, what does your child going to be? All that you are thinking is you are looking for baby shower. You are looking for how you are going to have an outdooring and kill a calf and people will come and dance because you don't want to even invite pastor because the thing is that the kind of drinks you are even going to serve there and all those things. That is all what you are thinking of. That's all what you are thinking. That's all what you are thinking. Your child's birthday. All that you are looking for is look for a cake to cut for the child. You didn't even know that at this level of my child, what is God saying about my child? Bible says that there were two children resting in the womb of Rebecca. Rebecca went to the Lord and asked God. And God told her this will be that. This will be that. If God has not spoken to Rebecca, they would have messed up the order of God. Mother, you don't even know what God says about your child. Mary was carrying Jesus and knew who Jesus was supposed to be. More than even Joseph. And yet you and I say we are believers. You don't even know anything. About your daughter that you are raising. About your son. That are, what is God saying about that child? You don't know. All that you know is that. So you even get up and take all kinds of names. And slap it on the child. Chichi. <laughs> Sweetie baby. 
All kinds of names. Names that you don't even have the meaning because you saw it on a soap opera. Somebody is using it. You pick that name and you don't, and you don't even know that names have influence. Who told you that they just name people? Go to the regions. Every culture. The names they give, every name they give you has a meaning. My name is Ismaila. It was not just given to me. They call me Ismaila because they said when they checked, they realized that I am somebody that God is going to use for something. They didn't know what it is. So Ismaila is given to me as God hears. That's the meaning of my name. My surname Awudu is also Abdullah in Dabani, which means that the prophet of God. So when you put together, it becomes Ismaila, God, prophet of God, God hears. What is your name? Because the truth of the matter is that you don't even know the child you gave birth to. You go to the Yoruba culture, you go to the Igbo culture, the names they give to their children has a meaning. So it influences the character in the life of those children. Sometimes I will be doing naming ceremonies and I see names and I'll be laughing. And sometimes you even pick the name and say, that's the name of my grandmother. That's the name of my mother. That's, I don't have a problem. But you know the spirit of that name. Sometimes when I meet people, he said, oh, you can just do it. It's nothing. You can just do it. Even Jesus did not do things because it's nothing. He prayed about everything. Have you read anywhere where Jesus just get up and do things? No, show me. So why is it that you more than the believer? You think you know the word of God so much that you don't even pray. And everything just happens. Especially when I meet people who think that Dr. Otabe doesn't pray. I laugh at them. I say, you don't know the man. Dr. Otabe started as an intercessor. He was an intercessor who, when crusade is going on, he will be hiding, interceding for the crusade to go on. So don't fool yourself. man of God you see walking and can keep his stability at the top. You think it's easy? Do you know the kind of temptations and things that they go through? Even with the... Do you know the kind of wind that blows around us? Do you know what we fight every day? And you think it's about eating and sleeping? Then at their level you think they are sleeping and they are just getting there and they are teaching philosophy. Who told you? And you as a follower you don't want to pray. He went on the mountain by himself. Say by himself. Say by himself. You, 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 sometimes you need people to pray for me. They pray for me, pray for me. You should stop. Pray yourself. Pray yourself. He went by himself. He didn't go with a company of prophets. The problem and the sickness we are facing in the body of Christ and all the shame and the reproach on the elders and the things we are suffering is because we are contracting people to pray for us for far too long. Everywhere we are sending our head, can I receive an anointing? What is God saying about me? God says that you are going to... to <laughs> you, what is God telling you? Because you can only hear God in your closet with God alone. He went there by himself. For you to move to your next level, you have to engage God by yourself. Because there are certain terrains you find yourself that you will not have anybody to encourage you. 
for you to succeed in your next level, you have to learn the principle of loneliness. Write it down. The principle of loneliness. Can I preach to you like I feel? You have to learn the principle of loneliness. If you cannot, if you are the type that cannot endure alone, you always want companions. You want company. You want people to encourage you. You want people to pep you up. You want people to do things. You will never succeed in your other side. That is why you will stay in your boat. But you see, for you to come out of your boat, you have to know that loneliness is important because the people will not be able to understand you. Jesus took the 11. He left the 8. They understood the sympathy. He went ahead with the 3. He left the 3 because they still cannot understand what he goes through. And he went alone into that place because he has to engage destiny for the next level. He has to move on to the next level of his calling. He has to move on to the next level of the promises of God. He has to move to the next level of the prophecy of God. He cannot do that until he has been there alone because God will not speak everything he needs to tell you among the multitude. God needs your attention to be able to speak to you alone. So Bible said that a Moses led the sheep to the backside of the desert and that is where God appeared to me in the burning bush and spoke to him. Ah, God wanted to use Joseph but he know Joseph in the house of his father. He is in the boat until he stepped out of the boat. He can use him and Bible said that and Joseph was sold by his brothers. Sometimes they will deny you. Sometimes you'll be sold out because God wants to engage your attention and want to speak to you. Am I talking to somebody here? You would have to learn to be alone to receive from the Lord. But most of us cannot endure being alone. I challenge you to let you know that loneliness is part of the journey for you to become relevant and for you to succeed. I challenge you today jump out of your boat. Jump off of your boat. You want people to pep you. You want people to encourage you. And you didn't tell me this. And you didn't tell me that. Who did you? What have you also told somebody? And nobody visited me when I am dead. And me, I'm not coming to church again. Who have you visited? And nobody even called me. The pastor has done it. When was the last time you even called for the pastor? Or check on the pastor and ask pastor, how are you? When was the last time you didn't pray for the pastor? Now you are saying that they didn't come to pray for you. Can I preach to you? If you cannot walk the journey of loneliness, you cannot be a successful businessman. You cannot be a successful husband. You cannot be a successful wife. You cannot be a good career person. Because sometimes you need to walk that journey of loneliness. Check through scriptures. Everybody God has ever used. He was able to teach them the principle of loneliness. You have to be alone sometimes. To seek the face of God. To read some things. To research on some things. To study on some things. To build yourself up. Because in your place of isolation, that is the place of your revelation. Jesus couldn't go to the house of Zacchaeus until Zacchaeus separated himself and climbed the sycamore tree. He was alone. Some of you, you always want to move with crowd. If your friend is not coming to church, you're also not coming to church. 
If your wife is not praying, you are also not praying. If your husband is not coming to church, you are also not coming to church. Leave him, take taxi and come. Salvation is not couples, it's individual. If you don't know, I'm telling you today. On the day of judgment, they will not ask you about your wife. And he said, and my wife. And maybe the woman will say that, eh, pastor. The man will say, pastor, eh, God. You see, because of my wife, I couldn't serve you. Because my wife always is demanding. So when we are coming to church, it's complete. So I have to sit by my wife and I didn't come. God will say, you are foolish. And Jesus told them, who told you is the God of the dead? He's the God of the living. So take note. Learn the principle of loneliness. The next thing. He said. Now when he even came. He was alone there. He was what? Alone. Say alone. Say alone. He has the disciples. But he was alone there. Alone there. Can you be alone? Can you endure being alone? Ask somebody. Can you endure being alone? Now some people. If nobody is sleeping by you. You can't even sleep in your room. When they leave you alone to sleep. You are afraid. Alone. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. The next thing you should understand is that anytime you decide to go to the other side, certain things will come against you. In fact, it is all right when you have not decided to move or to come out of the boat. But when you decide to come out of the boat, that is when you start facing obstacles. Write it down. <laughs> the waves will come against you. You'll be tossed by the waves. And these waves are current. They are situations. They are problems. They are issues. You hear somebody saying that, Pastor, when I was not praying, nothing happened. But when I began to pray, that is why I'm encountering this. Yes, because the enemy knows that that prayer, if you continue, you are going to grow. You are going to break through to another level. So, once you are praying, you will start frustrating you. And when you get frustrated and stop praying, he has won. As long as you are sitting quiet, he will not move. But when you are moving, now on the no. You have to know that Write it down. Anytime you decide for change and you decide to move on to the next level, challenges will come. Write it down. Challenges will come. Anytime you decide to expand your business, you start facing frustrations. Anytime you decide to change the, 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 the business sphere in terms of how the workers work and you want to change their approach and whatever, that is when you start facing oppositions. Anytime you, you, you want, among your friends, you want to develop yourself and raise your standard to a certain level, that is when they will start fighting you and thinking that you are too new. And you are proud and you are arrogant. When you are on their level, they will not complain. But anytime you want to, to, to lift and to move on to another level, that is when you start facing some winds and some waves will come against you. You have to know that. There is no change to the other side that comes easy. Write it down. Every change to the other side comes with a challenge. So Mr. Businessman, Madam Businessman, student here, whatever. Anytime you want to move on to another level, you will encounter a challenge. So know that it is there. The wolves will rise up. Because you are in the middle. In fact, when you start the journey, you will not meet them. When you get to the middle, you will meet them. 
The beginning is not difficult, but the middle is where it's tough. If you break through the middle line, you will get to your finishing line. Whether in business, in relationship, in finance, in everything you are doing, the beginning it will seem okay, but anytime you get to the middle, you begin seeing transitions are not easy. Transitional times are not easy. So don't get discouraged when you get there. Around that place of the middle, that is where this you never expect to come. It will rock the boat of your business. It will rock your finances. I mean, things you know that should have moved this way will never move that way. I mean, things you know should have gone that way will never go that way. You should just know that, yes, you are about transiting to your next level. That is why you are encountering that vacuum and that challenge. That is where sometimes if you don't take time around that place, you get discouraged. Because the storms are coming against you left, right, center. The wind is contrary. Tell somebody it's contrary. In other words, the whole thing is adverse. You are moving this way, but something is pulling you that way. You are going that way, but something is taking you this way. It is adverse. Around that time, you need more energy, more focus, more concentration to be able to break through. Around that place, don't break your focus. Just set your face like a flint and don't look at your surrounding, but just keep your eyes on the target. That should be your attitude. Whether you are building, or you are studying, or you are doing anything, at that time, it will come. But don't look at it. Stay focused. Because you see, there is something that made you start. Are you getting my point? So look at that which made you start to take strength for what you have got into. If you lose sight of where you started from, you will not be able to get to the next level. You will sink in the middle. And a lot of businesses have sunk in that place of the wind coming boisterous if sunk. He said, when they have not said they were going to the other side, there was no wind that was contrary to them. Did you see any wind rising up? But when they said they were going to the other side, the day you decide, that is where challenges will start coming. In fact, the day you decide that I'm leaving this boyfriend because He's not helping me. I've known the truth now. I will no more sleep with him. I want to. That is when you start going angry. The food, the money will not come. Amen. <laughs> that is where you realize that certain privileges have been withdrawn. Whether you can survive it or not. You'll be tested. That is the testing period. Are you blessed? The boat was now in the middle of the sea. At that place, you are committed. You can't turn back. You are already there. Tossed by the way, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. He was walking on the sea. I just want you to know that there is an, another aspect here that when you are going to the other side, you are not alone. As a child of God, you are not alone. Just write it down. You are not alone. The Lord is with you. There is an invisible presence around you that you don't see. So around that time, don't accept it to think that you are alone in the situation so you will give up. There is an invisible presence. The Lord, that situation that you could not deal with, there is a power that is dealing with it. That is why I told you that you need that supernatural backing. Because that is where you can marshal your effort and go to God in prayer and call God to intervene. Because that is where you can have the strength to be able to overcome. There is a hand over you around that place, but you don't know. 
There is a presence. There is an eye over you as a child of God. Know this and don't give up. In fact, this message should guide you throughout your life. If I were you. Anytime, because all of us, whether we like it or if you are not dead now, if you are not in the middle of the sea now, you will definitely get there one day. You can't escape it. It's not an avoidable route unless you are not ready to advance your course of life. But anytime you get there where things are contrary and they are not working in the way you expect, know for sure that there is somebody who told you before you took the step and he's there with you. You might not physically see him, but he's coming. Because when the disciples saw him, they said, this is a ghost. But he was not a ghost. He was real. Because around that time, the presence does not come to you real. It comes to you in shadows. So whenever you get to that point, and you think you are alone in this situation, and nobody cares, remember, there is somebody there with you. It's called Jesus. He is walking on that same trouble you are facing. He is working on it. He is working on it. He is not left. He is working on it. In fact, if he's working on it, then you have hope. So know it in your spirit before anybody tells you that he is working on the situation. So you are not alone in that situation. That has been my strength in life. I face obstacles. I face challenges. But anything I face, I go back smiling. Are you understanding me? In fact, I can face health challenge. I can face financial challenge. I can face terrible challenge that shouldn't make me leave or move on. But anytime I remind myself that, hey, I didn't come this far by myself. I am here. Though no matter how contrary the situation is, I know the Lord is with me. And he has not abandoned me. He has not left me. And he's promised to me a year and amen. And it doesn't matter what is happening to my life. I will not be disgraced and I will not be put to shame. I know he's able to do it. Bible said that the whole earth is in his everlasting arm. Am I talking to you, somebody? It doesn't matter what you are going through. He is holding it together. He's holding it together. And anytime I get there, I encourage myself. And I move on again. People meet me and say, Pastor, so do you sleep? I say, yes, I sleep. In fact, I don't even intend to be here to preach, but I'm preaching. Amen. Because there is something I know. Can you hear what I'm saying? There's something I know. As a businessman, as a married person, you will get to that level. When you get to that level, know that you are not alone in that place. So don't make, because at that place you can make a mistake. Because when the thing becomes difficult and you don't take time, you will force yourself and do something and later on you regret it. Because it will not be long, you will cross over. It will not be long, you cross over. But the devil will make it look like there is no way you can cross over and that you have come to your storm still and nothing is going to work. So if you don't take time, you will accept or settle for the less and you will sell your birthright and you will cut short your potential and you will give up on your dreams only for you to know that it is just a step away into your next phase of life. Around that time, you hear all kinds of things. In fact, your very friends will even reject you. You will hear things that will cut you and and make you feel that bad instead of to be encouraged. In fact, people you expect to even encourage you will misunderstand you. 
the winds will be contrary. Expectations and promises will fail you. The wind will be contrary. That is why you meet people coming to you. Oh, I can take you somewhere. Because you have gotten to the point where you are desperate. And if you don't take time, you even will not care anything. You even go to a shrine or a malam without even thinking. You go and drink some things you are not even ready to drink. Can I preach to you? When you get to that point, know that the winds are contrary to your life. That is the time you will strategize and the strategies are not even hitting on. You plan and the plans are not going through. And, and, and sometimes it looks like even tomorrow will not meet you. Because the kind of pressure that is on you, you can't even bear it. If you have debtors, the debtors are coming. That is when it looks like they have released the debtors out of chain. And they are all coming from left, right, center. Whilst the phone, the first call is going down, the second one is coming. You are consistently on edge. And yet, all the areas you know you could pull from, it has been locked as if somebody has deliberately shut those doors. That is your refining moment. The only way you can survive that time is to know the invisible presence around you. That there is somebody walking on it. To you, it's your ghost, which is a shadow. But it's real. Jesus coming to you. If you are not able to see Jesus in that area around that time, you will give up. And you will throw in the towel. Because you are human. And you have a limit to how you can endure. But if you see the invisible presence, that becomes a supernatural ability that propels you. So you are not surviving because of your strength. You are surviving because there is something you have leaned on. So around that time, you become like a plank on the surface of a water. You are just trusting the water to carry you to whatever destination it can carry you. And that thing is Jesus. So whenever you get to that point, remember what I've told you. That is the only way you can survive. That is not the time you have to force yourself to do things. That is not the time you have to fight people. That is not the time you have to go on long fast and bind demons that are not existing. That is not the time where you have to be anxious for nothing. That is the time you only have to trust God for his grace, for his mercy. That endures every day and forever. Am I preaching to somebody here? So that is the time you wake up and say, his mercies I knew every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. When you sleep and you wake up every day, you say, God, I thank you because I know you are still with me and you are carrying me. I don't know where you are taking me. I don't know where this will land me, but I trust you will bring me to my destination. You bring me to my destination. You just trust in those moments. You just trust. You just trust. You just have to trust. You can cry, but trust. You can cry, but trust. You can be in pain, but trust. You can be challenged, but trust. Just trust him around that time. It might not seem he's going to work out, but just trust him. He's just taking you to the next level. He's just taking you to the next level. He said he's a ghost. 
He said, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Around that time, fear grips you. Fear will come against you. You said you have faith, but you have fear. You pray sometimes some prayer out of fear. Are you understanding me? Fear will grip you. So, Pastor, do you go, yeah, we all go through fear. The fear of the unknown. The fear of what is going to happen tomorrow. The fear of how the whole thing is going to turn around. I don't know whether you have come to the point where you know even tomorrow your landlord is throwing out of the house and you don't even have the money to pay. And yet, tomorrow is going to come. How well can you sleep through that night? The fear that you are going to the office and you don't know what the outcome is going to be like. Whether you are going to be sacked or you are going to be retained. Fear. Whenever any monster is chasing you, I don't know where the monster is even coming. It's even better to know where it's coming from to handle it than when you don't even know where it's coming from. Fear. Fear. Fear of how your investment is going to turn out to be. Fear that, listen, if this deal, if this deal does not go through, I have lost everything. And that will be the end of my life. Fear. Fear. We all go through it. Fear of how is tomorrow going to be like. I don't know how when your child or something is sick throughout the night and you don't know how it's going to turn out during the day. Fear. They crowd out for fear. At that time you cry out for some fear. They will tell you don't be afraid. But you know you are afraid. Oh come on, am I preaching to somebody here? They will tell you, don't be afraid. But you know you are afraid. But I like the way T.D. Jake says it. He said, even when you are afraid, don't let them know you are afraid. Just pretend you are afraid. Just pretend you are okay. Just pretend everything is alright. Just pretend it's there. Just pretend you have received it. Don't just show them your fear. Show them your faith. Don't you are afraid, but pretend it is okay. joy to laugh. Don't give them the joy to tell you you are failed. Just set your face like a friend. Pretend it is alright. Pretend you are well. The Bible said, let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am blessed. Ah, I am there with this somebody. Just pretend it is alright. It is alright. I like the attitude of the Shilomite woman. The son is really dead. And she knows the promise that was given to him is dead. And anybody meets her on the way, he says, is it well? He said, it is well. Ah, she's crying within. And she's not showing her tears to her enemies. Around that place, I love you, you can cry. But don't let them see your tears. Am I talking to somebody here? They can come and even ask you, tell them it is well. Because you rested not against flesh and blood, but against principalities against thrones and dominions against wicked spirit in high places you are not wrestling with man you are wrestling with God you are wrestling with God around that time you just say and pretend it's alright you just encourage yourself and David encouraged himself in the Lord 
he didn't cry for his servant to see him crying. In fact, Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane was gripped by fear. When he saw the death, he was going to go through. Bible says he wept and the sweat of his face was like blood. But when he came to his disciples, he has cleaned his tears. They didn't know the guy wept until it was recorded in the scriptures. We didn't know what happened over there. But he took the revelation of the spirit for those recording for us to know that the man wept. If Jesus even cried, what about you? Am I talking to somebody here? They will tell you don't cry. But hey, in your closet you cry. But when you come out, wash your face. Ay, 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 Am I talking to somebody here? You are not crying out of fear. You are crying because you can't understand what is happening. You are crying because you cannot explain it. You are crying because it is too overwhelming. You are crying not out of doubt, but you are crying unto the God who is able to save you. Bible said that even Jesus was God, but he learned obedience through the things he suffered. And that of his days on earth, he cried unto the one that is able to save his soul. So when I am crying, I am crying and say, God, if you don't rescue me, no one can rescue me. Peter said, Jesus said, walk to me on the sea. Around that time, you will get what we call spiral fate. Say spiral fate. The thing will come in in drops. You are energized a little. So it makes you to move on your storms. You are challenged a little like I'm preaching now. It makes you to see hope again. So you walk in and begin to take steps. And you begin to take steps. But in that place, it makes you feel we have what you call artificial. Or you have what you call like the, like, like something to make you feel like everything is alright. So you, you just begin to feel like it is alright. And you begin to walk on the storms. So for a moment, you talk, everything has come to an end. Then all of a sudden, something happens again to remind you. And then you begin to remind and turn and say, hey! And then you realize, for instance, they still, you think the healing has com- been completed. Then all of a sudden, you begin feeling the symptoms again and then you begin to enter into that fear again you thought it was over with the business challenge and all of a sudden something comes in and shakes your foundation and then you turn and look at the storms and you see that the storms are still there though you thought you have escaped it you are still in that transition you are walking on the water and ladies and gentlemen when that happens you begin to sink you begin to sink and when you are sinking you don't know what to do again because around that time you thought by hope you have gotten there but you realize you were in the middle rather and now it's worse and there is nothing so fearful that when you have stepped out of the boat but you know what if you don't get out of the boat at that moment to confront your fear to confront your challenge to confront the issue to confront the sickness eyeball to eyeball to confront the devil eyeball to eyeball to confront the challenge eyeball to eyeball you will remain in the boat and the boat will be tossing in the storm but hey you have to step out of that boat and leave your friends who are afraid though you are afraid but you are still pretending and walking on the sea am I talking to somebody there though you are afraid you still have to negotiate though you are afraid you still 
have to go for money. Though you are afraid, you still have to believe God. Though you are afraid, you still have to continue with what you are doing. You don't abandon it. You are afraid. The situation is there. The pain is there. The struggle is there. But still walk as if it is all right. Still walk as if it is all right. Peter was sinking. You will sink. But when you are sinking, don't think that is the end. Those that are in the boat who were afraid to jump out will laugh at you. Look at this arrogance. We are all here. Wanted to take it easy. She, she wanted to dare move on. She wants to be called a superhero. He wants to be called a superhero. You see, now he's sinking. But around that time, don't turn and look at their laughter. Don't turn and look at their unbelief. Don't turn and look at what they are saying. There is one thing that should keep you going. He said, Jesus, save me. Call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be rescued. I prophesy over your life today that the Lord will rescue you from the waters. He will rescue you from the waters. He will rescue you from the waters. He will rescue you from the waters. It might be difficult, but he will rescue you. He will rescue you. I see you are rescuing. I see the Lord rescue you. He says, save me, the Lord. The Lord shall save you. 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 You will not be disgraced. The Lord shall save you. You will not die. The Lord shall save you. The business will not fail. The Lord shall save you. Your job will not be taken. The Lord shall save you. Your marriage shall not break. The Lord shall save you. Your children shall not die. The Lord shall save you. That thing you are expecting, the Lord shall save you. That contract, the Lord shall save you. Ah, it might look hazy. The Lord shall save you. It might look trouble the Lord shall save you. It might look challenging. The Lord shall save you. It might be difficult. The Lord shall save you. Ah, you jump out of your boat. The Lord shall save you. In your family, you step out. The Lord shall fail you. He shall save you. They thought you would fail because you came out of that family. Oh, you will not fail. The Lord shall save you. They thought you took that decision, so you will fail. The Lord shall save you. I see the Lord rescue you. I see the Lord saving you. I see the Lord pulling you out. Ah, they will not rejoice over you. They will not rejoice over you. They will not rejoice over you. It shall not be over. Ah, the Lord shall see you through. As you move out of the boat, ah, they thought you would fail. But the Lord will save you. You will walk on your stuff. You will not sink. The Lord shall rescue you. Though you doubt it. But the Lord shall save you. Though you doubt it, the Lord shall save you. Though your faith is little, the Lord shall save you. Though it is challenging, the Lord shall save you. Go ahead and give the Lord a shout of praise. Celebrate the Lord wherever you are. Give the Lord a shout of praise. The Lord shall save you. Ah, he's the everlasting help. The Lord shall save you. It shall not be over. The Lord shall save you. They will not rejoice over you. The Lord shall save you. The Lord shall save you. The Lord shall save you. He shall rescue you. He shall rescue you. He shall rescue you. He shall rescue you. He shall rescue
they are wishing to see you fail. Because even among your family, you have taken a decision to be a Christian. So they thought that the storms will sink you. They've created the storms by, hey, your Jesus and my Jesus is there to rescue. You took a decision to have that business. And they thought that business would fail so that you come back again begging them. The Lord said, I should let you know, you will not be disgraced. He will rescue you. You took that decision to say goodbye to that practice of sin so that you can enter into something good. And they thought, oh, it will be difficult so you come back again. I want you to know that the Lord will rescue you. They thought without them, you can't do it. But I see the saving hand of the Lord. I said, I see the saving hand of the Lord. I said, I see the saving hand of the Lord. Your faith might be little. Or you might not even have faith at all. But the Lord Jesus has qualified you. For that miracle you are expecting. For that breakthrough you are expecting. For that joy you are expecting. For that favor you are expecting. For that breakthrough you are expecting. The Lord has qualified you. Somebody put your hands together and celebrate God this morning. Celebrate the Lord. Celebrate it. Celebrate it. Celebrate it. Celebrate it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for you this morning. That may the Lord shock you. May the Lord rescue you from any water you are sinking in. Because you decided to come out of the boat. You decided to break from the familiar to the unfamiliar. And so you encountered these difficulties. May the Lord rescue you from that decision. May he rescue you from that sinking place. May he rescue you from that place where you have cut into that you can no more move. May this day be your day of deliverance. And may he restore you again. And let them know that you serve a living God. May your joy be complete. May your assignment be complete. May your dreams be complete. In the mighty name of Jesus. I call it an amen. Give the Lord a clap offering something. And a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Ligon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. My Lord with you, I know I